þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. working and we are talking to each other recording each other's voices oh well, man I record, I record my voice you record your voice and we put them together the ocean. We, put we, are, we we're speaking across the atlantic ocean how is berlin berlin is hot is it yes it is very hot it was uh, it was unbearable yesterday <clears throat> because yeah. of the humidity mm-hmm but now it's just regular old heat, and I can bear that. You can bear it. So you just had a radio interview. Who was that with, and, and why? Uh was some German Berlin thing. For, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. It was some but German it, Berlin thing? <laughs> it was something. Uh, talking about my uh, work and I had like a straight I have a question which like sometimes pops up but not always is that uh, people ask they say something like well I respect I expected uh, I always expect cartoonists to be like introverted and uh, man like humanity hating beings but you don't seem like that at all and I go, well, thank you, I guess. But yeah. I, I, but believe me, I am. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say that. You are introverted and incredibly humanity-hating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got you but completely you know, wrong. But uh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm introverted and extroverted at the same time. There is a word for that, which my friend Loa taught me. What is it? Recently. But I I forgot now. But it's uh, some <laughs> some something worth it. Something worth it. Well, it is. There's a there's a there's a theory that um, certain types of uh, people in the entertainment industry, a lot of comedians, perhaps, are part yeah. of this, are are pretend extroverts. So yes, we're introverts at heart, but we uh, we put it on when we have to. It's true. It's absolutely true. And this is how, was kind of my answer in the interview before, because I, uh, for example, we've talked about this with the co- comedy, the stand-up comedy. Up yeah. there, you look extroverted. You look in charge. You look so confident. But you come down and you're not, and you just want yeah. to disappear. Yeah. Um, then it's also because I've done countless interviews uh, and I've gotten so used to interviews that I have a similar thing 
when I'm being interviewed, I just put on a kind of a character almost. But yeah. because most of the time it's the same question, so I just have a catalog of answers. Yeah, you just go through your Rolodex of hate. In my Rolodex of hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's uh, it's different here in Iceland without you around. Yeah. Yeah. How so? Well, there's a, there's um, more fame to be grabbed. Um, oh, okay. For one, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's I don't know. It's just this is to be honest with you. Doing doing the podcast right now through a computer and I can't see you. It's a little bit like having phone sex. It's it's awkward. You always have to sexualize everything, Jonathan. <laughs> I don't mean to. I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to sex everything up. But um. But anyway, let's. I wanna sex you up. up. But speaking of songs, I am an Australian. And I am an Icelandian. And together we are... Australia! 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 We are two human beings in a room. I can't do it. I can't do it when I can't see you. Yeah, it's much harder when you can't, uh, when we are not staring at each other's lips. Yeah. We are <laughs> now you just sexed everything up. Uh, uh, just in your mind. I was being very literal. Yes. I, oh, oh, I see how that can be sexual. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. It's, it's been, it's been an interesting week for me. I'm exhausted. Yeah, you've been doing some stand-up. I've been doing some stand-up. I've been doing some. Um, I've been doing some stand-up. I've been doing some sh- a show with Bilkia, um, who, de- who definitely exists. As as has been proven so far. Yes. It was not an actress we hired in the last uh, week's episode. It was yeah, a real we, uh, human woman. We both we both actually discovered that we're very similar travelers. Um, through that you trip. and Bilkia. Yeah, that trip to Berlin. We're very similar. Um, we like mm-hmm. everything cheap, and we don't enjoy people. Um, and, uh, and we also discovered we both don't really like Berlin. Oh, okay. Tell me about that. Well, it's, it's, and I talked about this on stage on Wednesday. It's not so much the city. The city is beautiful. It's warm. It's wonderful. It's, it's got two centers to it. It's got lots of history. What I don't like about Berlin just so happens to be the people who Mm -hmm. are German. Um, I mm-hmm. just don't enjoy them. And I never, I never told you this. There was this, the moment when we got to the airport about before we came and met you guys, um, we were both, you know, starving. And, and actually, that's another thing. Our, our travel food of choice is a coffee and a ham and cheese croissant. And that was a very bonding moment for us. Uh, and and we, we got to the, the cafe and I said to the lady, Oh, um, I, 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 are there any ham and cheese croissants left? And she said, no. And I said, oh, okay, well, I, I, you see how there are some plain croissants there. Um, I know that you make sandwiches and you also have some ham and some cheese in the kitchen. I will pay extra for you to put some ham and some cheese on that croissant and effectively make it a ham and cheese croissant. And, uh, you know, that's fine. I will pay extra for that. And she said... I will have to check. And she went away and like had a, a like a, a 10 minute conversation. It felt like with some woman at the back came back to me and said, I guess that is okay. Uh, and, and then I said, great, I'll have two then. And she was like, 
I will have to check that also. And that was sort of like the welcome to Berlin. Yeah, well, this is something I have noticed as well about the German uh, clerks. And just, yeah, well, because that's the German people that you are interacting with. It's the people you're buying food from. And they are extremely rude. I'm wondering if they know they're rude or it's just the way they talk and behave. They have, I wouldn't even call it passive aggressive. It's just outwardly aggressive. It's outwardly aggressive and they... I, I noticed this just yesterday because I was sitting at the table with my parents who yep. are here. Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, then we moved the table because we wanted to be out in the open air. Mm-hmm. And, we, and my stepfather left a bag for like, he left it for five seconds. He was yep. probably going to stand up and, and go get it before he could. Uh, a waitress or a server, <laughs> I'm sorry, a server yeah. came. And said, uh, would you please take your bags? And uh, it was just, they, you don't have to be this way. And also, Germany, come on. Exactly. I mean, if you are, you are part of the world, you're uh-huh. part of the European Union, you're very proud <laughs> of it, as you should be. So just please, just be nice to other people. I don't, I don't see how, why this... This is the way it is. I will have to add to that as well. For an Icelander to say that Germans are rude, that's saying Mm -hmm. something. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, because I've always known about the Icelandic rudeness, and it's the Icelandic rudeness is actually just Icelandic like stupidity in a way. Yeah, they don't realize they're being rude here. No, we we talk to like this to each other as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to foreigners, it comes off as we don't give a shit about you. Mm, mm. But, but we do. We're just very, we're just very cool people. Which I've actually, How? I can prove, I can prove that that that's the case because there have been times when I've I've pulled an Icelander up on uh, and said, you know, you're being quite rude right now, and they're so devastated. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, I, I, sorry, I didn't know. Oh, I don't know why they all sound like Björk, but um. Yeah, but you, it's, it's good. It's a good one. <laughs> I like your Icelandic impersonation. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, and uh, this actually not impersonations, but the busyness brings me to the first segment, the the embarrassment, embarrassment of, of the week. So I have a good one. I've got a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know how I've been doing lots of odd jobs at the moment, right? Right. Right. So, one of those jobs has involved painting a bar. Yes. Uh, And uh, because it just so happened to come up in conversation with one of the guys who owns the bar that my dad is a house painter. And I Mm -hmm. spent all of my summers as a child painting houses and hating every second of it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And, you know, unfortunately... Someone who was one half of my monthly um, income decided to go to Berlin, uh, so I needed some uh, some 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 extra cash. And and he said, "Oh, do you know how to paint?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And I took the job. So uh, I've I've been spending a lot of time uh, on my knees uh, painting a bar. Mm-hmm. And good. And I also have been very exhausted because I've been uh, I've been doing comedy at the same time as doing this, um, and, yeah. and doing a few film editing projects. And the one thing I don't know if you know this about me that usually the first thing that that goes when I get over exhausted 
is uh, my ability to control my emotions. Uh, right. So I, um, you know, I was I was just painting this bar, and I was painting a staircase, which are a, a pain in the ass to paint, and um, and uh, the, I was listening to some music, and this song came on. It was a song by, do you know, Roiksop? Yeah. It was a song. If anyone wants to go listen to this song, it you know you'll understand when you hear it. Um, it's a song called Roiks Up Forever, which was from the album Junior, and it was. It actually was an album I listened to when I used to live in the country in Australia. I listened to it a lot. I used to run to it. Um, and suddenly, all of these thoughts of the life I used to have, and my divorce, and my dogs, and how much I miss them, and all of this stuff, and how I haven't spoken to my parents in a long time, all of these lifelong questions just suddenly came up while I was painting. And then I started to cry. And then I proceeded to cry in a fetal position on the floor for half an hour. And then... Oh my God! <laughs> really? Yeah, but that's not the that's not that's not the end of it. The end <laughs> that's of it. That's not the end of it. The embarrassing, the embarrassing oh, bit. Oh, the embarrassing thing. Okay. <laughs> the embarrassing thing was that just when I had finished crying, I looked up and I saw a security camera. Oh. <laughs> so somewhere oh, really? on wow. the footage you will see <laughs> you'll see me paint and then suddenly break down and and cry for half an hour in the fetal position on the floor. Uh <laughs> I mean for first of all um I've never cried in a fetal position. I thought that was just kind of something that happens in cartoons. Yeah, no, I really did. On my and side. I never cried. I mean, I wish I could cry for half an hour, but I don't <laughs> think... I love. I mean, I love it when it happens, when I have myself a good cry, because you need it. And it was it's ugly crying as well. Yeah, but aren't we all ugly criers? Except, except people in, in Chinese movies. They're not ugly criers. They manage to get, like, one tear to just, you know... Yeah, 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 and uh, Native Americans, they have that as well. When they see trash, yeah. Yeah, when they see trash, they have it one single tear. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could do like a dignified cry, but my cries are kind of, yeah. But there's a reason you'd like to do it alone, because there's these this weird pretty. noises you make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, it's, yeah, it's like you're being yeah. like abused in a way. And then later, the later, later that day, I remembered a conversation my father had with me when I was painting with him um, <clears throat> as a child. And that was, uh, it was after the third day I ever joined him. And he's like, how's it going? And I said to him, I think this is boring and uh, really hard work. And I found new respect for my father. Um, because, you know, mm -hmm. painting houses outside in the Australian summer is ridiculous. Uh, and, and he said to me, so do well at school or you'll end up doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, here I that's am. Some, that's some good advice. <laughs> here you are, crying <laughs> while painting a gay bar. Uh, 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 so but you must have felt uh, very, like, felt good afterwards, though. If uh, not for the embarrassment. I mean, like, that would have, you know, crying for half an hour, that's kind of, yeah. you're getting rid of shit there. It was, it was, it was cathartic, and I think it was yeah. coming. It was long, a long time coming. Um, yeah. You know, because as, 
as people know, when you're a comedian, you spend so much time making people happy, sometimes you forget about your own happiness. Right, right. But what's your yeah. embarrassment of the week? My embarrassment is, yeah, first I first wanted to say uh, that I like Berlin. I think it's a great city, but it's the same. I deal with it in the same way as I dealt with Amsterdam when I lived there. I just take the people out of the equation. Yeah, okay. Because there, there are lots of there are lots of great culture here and lots of great places to eat. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a fun city. Uh, but yeah, it's true. Some uh, of the interact uh, months with the people who are working at these places can be kind of uh, you feel like you did something wrong afterwards, like your, yeah. your parents had been telling you off. Now, I was partying yeah. with our manager, Hera. This was the night where we, we didn't come home. Yes, I remember that night. And uh, she is a much uh, more progressed and uh, just she likes partying more than me. So it's hard to keep up with her. I think lately. she likes partying more than all of us. Yes. She has a master's degree in, in partying. She does. She does. Uh, <clears throat> now, we met some people at that uh, gay straight bar where we met you. But, uh, roses, yes. Yes. Uh, we met some two guys there who were a couple and they took us to this huge, like the biggest place in Berlin, like the, the, the club. Yeah. The nightclub. The one, Ber the one that's, that's in all the songs. It's, is it in all the songs? You know, when people talk about, I want to get up in the club and I want to make love to yeah, you in the club. That is so the, that, exactly. It's the club they are talking about. It's, wow. They're talking about a place called Bernheim. Yes, I've looks heard of it. Like, looks, yeah, it looks like an abandoned building, but I guess it's filled with people partying. And they have like a weird dress code, don't they? Well, they have a very long line. Uh -huh. It was the longest line I've ever seen. Uh, to a club ever. Wow! And, uh, 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 it was getting bright. It was like in the morning. Oh, then. and I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna interject there. I know Hera, and she if there's if there's one thing that would excite her, it's exclusivity. She she would see that and go, wow, I really want to go inside there. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we stood there and uh, uh, probably for a half an hour, I don't know, something like that. I yeah. didn't really care, the weather was nice, uh, and, and I, was, uh, I was curious to see what was inside. Uh -huh. Now, I uh, th then, finally, it's our turn, and the gay couple is in front of us, and they're not allowed inside. They just, uh, the, the doorman does like this simple hand gesture, like a Jedi, yeah. Which is, means no, no for you. And they fly across no, the road. No party for you. <laughs> and uh, so they just walk along. Like all the people that have been denied is to walk along like it's the most normal thing in the world. Yeah. Like, you win some, you lose some. But I'm thinking after an, in, in a line like this, I'm thinking, what? What kind of bullshit is this? This has actually happened to me before in Berlin in another club, which has the same, same type of exclusivity. Yeah. Now, so, and they also said no to us, and I was like, okay, this is just ridiculous. And uh, I wasn't really, like, uh, pissed off to not get into the club, because I was thinking it would be kind of a disappointment anyway, because I don't like nightclubs. I don't like places where there is just constant dancing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> I mean, I like to dance, but uh, there's a limit to it. Yeah. Now, uh, so I asked her, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want this to be totally in vain. So I asked her, hey, you want to take a photo of me in front of the door here? So I pose in front of the door and do like a smile to the camera and do like the, give the door the finger. I give it like a backwards finger. Yeah. I, 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 I flip it off with my with my lungu tongue, middle finger in the air. And she get, get, gets uh, like three, three or four pictures and I'm happy and we walk along. We, we don't, we can't, but we don't reach three meters before uh, one of the doormen grabs her uh-huh. and says, hey, what the fuck? And then grabs her phone and starts flipping through it. And uh, she's saying, what are you doing with my phone? And I, he said, what were you doing? Why are you taking these photos? Why were you taking these photos? Like he was really uh, insulted on oh behalf God. of that stupid ass piece of shit club. Now, so he so he deletes the photo, every photo of me uh, saying fuck you to Bernheim. Yeah. Which I think is, I mean, come on. Uh, one moment. Hi. Hi. Oh, no problem. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, you have to use the bikes. Do, is there like a chain? How, how do you how do you lock them? Um, well, <laughs> this key at least is to uh, one of the bikes, which is white and has a, 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 a basket in the back. Who are those okay. playing at home? Who is there's just there's uh, one chain giving instructions no. so to a? Um, I have the other bike, the silver bike, to the Airbnb. Is, he's uh, okay. So he, he has at least four bikes. I know. It's <laughs> cool. So this one is which one? This one is the one which. Uh, one, one moment, Jonathan. Yes. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. No problem. Um. Oh dear. Normally, in our podcast, this is the moment where I would have some kind of infomercial, um, but uh, it just feels strange when I'm sitting at my computer in my bedroom and. Uh, nobody else around but I can tell you Ed that if you enjoy my comedy stylings uh, and you like the comedy stylings of Bilge Babylon's who definitely exists come and see us in our show The Minority Report that's right as a woman and a gay man walk into a bar and hilarity ensues that's The Minority okay, Report on Wednesdays at Gokuden yes you're back okay <laughs> uh, so uh so while he's deleting the photos, which is a really... Sh- I mean, I, it was just kind of shitty to not, not let people in, but I understand it, although I don't respect it. I think, yeah. it's, I think everything where uh, people are categorized as being these type of people are better than those type of people, every situation like that, I despise that. Yes. But it was only a, like a stupid club, so I didn't take it personally. But I did take it personally when when he took Hera's phone and deleted those photos. Yeah, yeah. Because, because how dare you? Bullshit. You're that not is, allowed to do that. That You're is exactly yeah, and that is exactly how dictators control populations by controlling the media. It yeah. is not cool. It's disgusting, and I hate it. And I was saying like, "Hey, come on!" It was I was just joking around. I'm so and at that point he like pushes me, mm-hmm. like he he he, he if. He would have gone farther. It would have been like an attack, so like almost a physical attack there. Like I was like, "What the fuck?" So uh, 
So he finally gives it back to phone and we walk away and I do a quick like photo fuck you again. Yeah. And then I run away. (laughs) So this guy doesn't want some random human being that doesn't matter at all in the big context of anything to give to have a picture of when I give like flipping this club the finger. Yeah. So what, he's worried about the place's reputation or something? What a small-minded piece of shit way to act. So I'm just going to say now, yeah. fuck you to the doorman at Bernheim. Fuck <sighs> you very much. And I'm going to say this as long as I am, can remember. You know, I'm going to do this a couple of times. It's going to be my new catchphrase only because he deleted those photos. Uh, do you know, Bilger and I had a similar experience that night as well. Yeah? Yeah, so, so you know how, um, because of the podcast, she became obsessed with wanting to watch somebody get fisted? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, for those who haven't listened to that episode, you should just go listen to it. But just to, just to bring you up to speed, um, I told Bilger, oh, if we go gay clubbing, you might see fisting. And she said, I don't want to see that. And I said, you probably won't be allowed to because you're a woman. To which her response was, how dare you deny my right to see fisting? I want to see it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and actually, when we were at the comedy festival, she kept asking people, do you know where I could go fist somebody? Like, it just, it just escalated very quickly. <clears throat> it went from simply wanting to watch it to, I just want to put a glove on and go. Um, and, uh, and one of the, one of the comedians suggested we, tr- we check out a place called Kit Kat, right? Um, yeah, and, right. and they said it's mixed and it's a, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a club. Oh, where, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's mixed and people do fetish stuff there, but it's also just a regular club. So we hopped in a, in an Uber or as, um, I like to say a very in German, um, and, uh, and we went over to, to KitKat, and we, we, we stepped, and we were just in our comedy clothes, you know, which, for those that don't know, it's just whatever clothes we felt like wearing that day, because that's mm-hmm. what's beautiful about comedy. Um, and uh, we got there, and there were two massive bodyguard bouncer guys, and they said, no, you can't come in. And we're like, why? He said, you're not dressed in fetish enough gear. And then these women just walked in wearing regular clothes and went straight through. And Bilke did not enjoy that. She did not <laughs> like that at all. And she said, what about those bitches? They're not wearing fetish gear. And then he said, why don't you go around the corner to somewhere a little bit more common like you? Um, yeah. And, and you know what she said? And I'm sure I'm, I'm, allowed, to, um, I'm allowed to say this. She said... Uh, Suck on my cunt, you German piece of shit. And oh, then she turned, I love Bilke. And then she turned to me and said, Run! <laughs> <laughs> and we ran around the corner. And then we went to this other bar. And then there was this kind of homeless looking guy in an oversized coat who started talking to me. And I'm a little bit naive sometimes. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll talk to you. Are you a fan? Have you seen my show? Um, and... And Bilge's like, Jono, Jono, Jono. And I was like, what? She's like, look at his sleeve. And he had his hand in his sleeve and there was something shining there. He was probably going to stab me. Um, and then she said, run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your night was more interesting. No, but that, that's what left us going, 
when we finally got um, on the plane to come back to Iceland, we were like, fuck Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Berlin. Oh, but that's, that's, I think we had good embarrassments of the week. And, uh, yeah, uh, we had some great ones. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, the whole thing with, um, with Doorman, uh, you know, being gods, yeah. it's a thing that, uh, you yeah, know, it really it gets my goat. That's the saying, right? Getting the goat? It gets, it gets up your goat. It gets up my goat? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. It that's really actually, gets up my. That's a very Australian saying. Oh, he's just really getting up my goat. Yeah, I. I mean, I really, you know, when that happens, I really kind of just want to uh, find a way to, uh, da- like, hurt those people. In, yeah. Not like uh, in a physical way, but in with satire, of course. Yeah. Like a uh, like that uh, thing. Uh, 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 Michael Moore was saying uh, recently on the internet because pr- Trump might just win the pre- presidency and how will you defeat him? It's not possible with logic because everyone has tried that and it's not working in a nation filled with stupid people. So we have to uh, we have to use satire. So uh, bouncers like this are on my enemy list now, and I will use satire to destroy them. Exactly. I know. I know it's not a, like I will not win the war, but I will win a battle from uh, now from now and then. You know, from and, now to then, from and then I've and then. I've said this. I've said this for years. The quickest way to get me to not want to go somewhere is to put a velvet rope out the front. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just I just look at it and go, clearly that place does not need my business. And also, clearly, it's not gonna be that great anyway. I mean, I'm, I know I'm something like the fox with the grapes in the Aesop's fables, yeah. but uh, but it's 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 true. It's true, and let's be honest. Like the type of people we are, we just want a table where we can drink beer and talk. Yes, that is true. Also, that yeah. uh, and uh, but there are. Uh, many places like that and we did have some really positive moments here let's focus on positivity we did. Now. I, I, th- I think we're getting too negative here no. in australia oh. we we had, we had a great fun. show we had on an amazing Saturday. show oh, yeah. 38 comedians 38 and comedians. three of them icelandic well two and a half <laughs> oh that's that's really sweet uh, it's sweet that you call me half an icelander yeah i'm glad you took it as a compliment <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, we, we were lucky. Well, it was uh, partly, you know, because uh, Hera almost booked us at another show earlier to, uh, that day. Yeah. But then, then she didn't because we didn't want to go. Exactly. And uh, that meant that she had already sent messages to the guys who were uh, organizing the comedy festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so we were put like late in the uh, whole uh, lineup. Uh-huh. And so we got the good audience. Yeah, we did. We did. The earlier audience was lots of, there was lots of children. Mm-hmm. People was... just playing football just next to the stage. Yeah, yeah we got the good so- audience. And I loved, I loved that nobody bombed. Nobody bombed. I mean, even, you know, here's the thing. We, we watched, I watched most of the comedians, like 95%. Yeah. And those who were unlucky enough to be like in the first two hours, yeah, they didn't bomb, although they the didn't. audience uh, uh, audience wasn't really there. 
I mean, I loved seeing them. They really just pulled it off. They were professional. I yeah. love... Well, yeah, it's just great to be part of a whole big comedy lineup where nobody bombs. Uh, and I got, I got a nice little uh, surprise from Down Under in that first bit. Yeah. 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 I, was, I was in the backstage room and some, I heard this Australian voice and went, I know that voice. And I turned around and it's Isabella Vallette, who's, a, who's a, a, an amazing uh, improviser uh, and cabaret performer who's now doing comedy as well from Australia. And she's just been touring Europe. And, yeah, uh, that, and she was un, unlucky enough to have to go in that first bit with all the children, but she did very well with it. She, she did, yes, she absolutely oh. did. And uh, I, I did great. You did great, and Bilke did great. And I have to tell you, yeah, that the thing uh, the, where you do the American impression, yeah, the American tourist impression, yeah, it is one of your greatest bits. Oh, I loved it. thank you, thank you. Did you like the British one as well? Yeah, I hadn't heard of it. I never even thought about it. The good thing about those two yeah. is that you are singling out a nation, doing a parody of them, yeah. but you're not doing it in the way that people would expect. Uh, because when I when when we are doing our show and we're asking, hey, where are you guys from? And yeah. if they say America, I always go for uh, the fat thing or yeah. the guns thing. Yeah. Which is, it's uh, clichéic. It is, it is. Although, I mean, we should, the whole guns thing is something we should never stop talking about. And they are the, fat and they love guns, you know. Yeah, they are fat and they do love guns. They do love guns. But uh, the thing with the uh, no, no inner monologue, that's just, it's a beautiful thing. And when yeah. you do it, the Americans in the audience, they did not, we, we didn't expect it. They didn't know this about themselves. Yeah. And everyone... And everyone else reacts like, oh my God, it's true. They never even thought about it, but everybody knew it. It's, yeah. such, a, it's a, such a great joke. And, and, and the, it, what makes it also extra great is it, it's different every time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true because wherever I am is different each time as well. Yeah. But, uh, but I also, I really enjoyed because I did that. We discovered in Berlin the whole, um, the British people over explain things. Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, like, oh, oh, do, do you want to eat? Oh, I could eat, I could eat, I could have a sandwich, I could have, like, a pie, I could have, like, a piece of cake. We go inside, we go outside, we can sit down, we can stand up, we could, you know, and they just keep going and going and going and going. And I, I did that on the stage, <laughs> and, and I don't know why I have to use Adele's voice when I do that one, but I just do. Um, yeah, I mean, you sound like you're from uh, Manitoba when you do... Uh, oh my American gosh, oh. when I do the American thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, Harold, look at this cup. Oh, wow, it's got lots of ridges on it. I bet you could drink tea in it, probably coffee as well. Do you like coffee? I love coffee. I haven't had Icelandic coffee, have you? Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but with the funny thing that what I found was most rewarding about doing that British joke, right, was one of the um, British comedians, Helen, uh, and I'll mention her so that we can tag her. Oh, Helen Bowers is Helen great. Bowers is amazing. I went to a show uh, in Rothbart, the, the place where I was at the open mic last week. Yeah, yeah. I went there yesterday and she was doing, she, because she is leaving uh, Berlin, yes, she had yes. an extra long set and she is just great. Oh, she's amazing. And, and it, was, it was rewarding for me because I finished my set and I got off the stage and she said to me, I'm in love with you. And I was like, oh, that's so rewarding when someone who you really respect, like I love her comedy and we have to tag her when this goes live so that she hears this. 
Um, oh, I was I, I was like almost pissing myself. I literally was because I was on the way to the toilet. Um, but the thing was, I did the British thing, and she was with a group of her friends, and they were coming back from the toilet, and they're like, "Oh, we love the bit you did about how British people overexplain things," because we were just talking about it up in the toilet right now. Like we were just talking about how you say that we overexplain things, and we were talking about how we. Are... <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, oh, we're doing it right now, aren't we? We're doing it. We're doing it. You're saying it. I'm saying it. Everyone's saying it. We're just doing it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, that was also a beautiful thing uh, uh, because, I mean, I before I went on stage, I had, uh, you know, you always get the fear. And the yeah. fear is a good thing because you need it. But I, the fear was unusually high. Mm-hmm. because I had the fear of actually freezing, of actually forgetting what I'm about to say. Although I had like such a limited time up there and I was basically going to just say one joke. Yeah. But uh, I had to feel like if I, uh, that I would freeze, but then I went up there and it was, I was really I was really good and then I came down. And <clears throat> instead of going inside myself, instead of being introverted, I was just so relieved that I could actually be social afterwards. Yeah. And then I had like a conversation with a lot of the comedians and just so nice people, Helen Bauer and and uh, and Brittany and uh, yes. Mark Beadle and they just and and also Mark uh, he asked me to do a show later on so I'm doing a show tonight with oh, uh, other wonderful. comedians. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So it did Berlin open up doors and everything. Oh, doors are open. Do- we should have mm-hmm. stayed. We should have stayed longer. I mean it's, uh, it's, it's uh, every city is just how the, how you treat it, really. Yeah, I exactly. Mean. Wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are. Um, there you are. <laughs> anyway, we've done Embarrassment of the Week for too long, so it's time to yeah. go on to the next segment, which is... Game, Game to me straight. straight. And it is totally your turn to go first. Okay. I asked you something last week, but we didn't really answer it because Bilke was there and I think she asked a more interesting question or something. Uh-huh. No, but the question is, uh, and it's it's a pop cultural question. It's a two-parter. I will do the former part now and the latter part next episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about your top three gay characters in in uh, TV or movies. Oh, film. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. So, that is that is really tough. That is actually really tough because it puts me in a weird place because for a long time, I struggled with the fact that, like, I like Jack on Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. But um, the unfortunate thing about the way media kind of works, and it's sort of changing slowly is that um, gays in TV and film tend to be eunuchs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tend to be these characters that we think are amazing and wonderful and fabulous, but we don't want to think about the fact that they have sex. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's a, an un- unfortunate thing. But uh, I think, I mean, you, uh, to me, you're allowed to like uh, or even love characters even if they have these restrictions yeah. and flaws. Yeah. Well, I would say, I would say, and the unfortunate, can I, can I say Karen is a gay man? <laughs> no, she's the fag hag. No, because he's her. He belongs to her. That's the, the oh, in that relationship, yeah. Jack belongs to Karen. It's not so, the other way around. So she is a gay man. I think, and actually I've noticed this, I've noticed this about the women in my life. I tend to be really, um... 
uh, involved with or like become amazing friends with tend to be gay men in a woman's body. Um, like, for instance, Hedebjerg. Mm -hmm. She is an orgy of gay men in mm -hmm. a woman's body. Um, <laughs> and they're all just like... Have you said this before about her? But... I, I don't, I've never said it on the stage, but <laughs> I've said it to her. Of... I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I, when I was spending a week with her in Akure, I was like, I love you, honey. You are just an orgy of gay men in a woman's body. Um, uh, yeah, she is, yeah. She's, she's okay. So, Karen. Karen. Karen okay, she's one. my number three. She's my number three. Okay. All right. So my no then my number two character in gay and lesbian cinema and TV would probably be. Um, have you seen the show Difficult People? No. Okay. So um, I think you should watch it. Uh, it's it's on Hulu. So uh, maybe you can find a way to watch it. It's. It's amazing. It's basically about two comedians. One is a straight woman. One is a, it's basically me and Dilke. Mm -hmm. Um uh, and they live in New York and all of their friends are already famous. Um, and you know, they still have to do lots of other jobs to get by and they're actually just people who don't have a filter. Um, all right. I think you told me about this before. It's a great show. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, uh, so Billy, uh, and he's the same guy. Have you ever seen Billy on the street? Yeah, oh, it's him. Yeah, so he's oh, he's yeah, in the right. show. So he is okay, he's I my number two currently. He is mm -hmm. my number two. Um, oh my god! Oh, this is I hate because I'm like I'm like I feel like Meryl Streep now in Sophie's Choice. Oh, except instead of <laughs> choosing which of my children gets to live and which one dies, I get to choose which gay is my favorite character. This is just so hard. It's so tough. Um, but also, it's, it's, it's not only tough because uh, there's lots to choose from, it's also tough because there's not a lot that I love. Um, because every, you know, as a, as a frustrated actor and comedian, every time I see a gay character, I always think I could do better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there must be some, there must be one like, you know, you went, I love her, I love him. Or... Oh, um, hmm. This is weird because I was recently asked as well about comedians that I love um, and I noticed, I didn't realize this, a lot of the comedians I really respect and love aren't men. Right, like, right. Like Maria Bamford, Margaret Cho, Ali Wong, mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, not, they're not men. Yeah, I mean, I, my, in, in my like, top 10 favorite comedians, which is always changing, more and more are women. Uh, and that's just because uh, they're getting you know, more attention these days. And the fact that it's, just some, it's not that they're women, it's the fact that they're just some difference from what I'm used to. You know? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I it's guess a new voice. I, I also have found I don't, I don't enjoy a lot of gay comedians. When I watch them, I just go, eh. You know, it, it maybe that's because it's lost on me because I, I know all that stuff. And then it puts me in a weird position where I think about my audience when I'm performing for gays. And it's like, oh, are they thinking the same thing? Oh, you're telling us jokes that we already know. Um, but then, you Can know. Can I ask you one thing? Are you wearing your headphones? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was just worried about the echo. Oh, is there an echo on your end? There's a slight echo, but I think it's all right. It's probably because I speak so loud. Um, <clears throat> so, my number one, my number one gay character in TV and cinema 
for this podcast because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to. It's not to permanent. It. You don't. It's not written in stone. Okay. Um, I am going to say it is. I don't know. I already have my top three while you were doing this. I, I picked my okay, top three. Okay, you, you, you name your top three gay characters, and then okay. I'll find my number one. Number three, I would say Willow from Buffy and the Buffy Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, okay. I forgot the lesbians. Okay, go. <laughs> you always forget the lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, and uh, I think it was just the, the, her, her whole character development, because she wasn't... Yeah gay in the first uh, series but then they just figured out of course she's gay mm-hmm. so she just became gay and she has she is if not the most interesting character on that series no uh except two, for when she went crazy and killed everybody that was quite fascinating yeah that was very fascinating i loved i love the sixth series people hate that series the most because it's very dark but i i, I loved I love it, it. Yeah. And uh, number two is Val Kilmer's character from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, called Gay Perry, who's a private investigator, and uh-huh. he's just, it is, I mean, uh, it is Val Kilmer's best role ever, mm-hmm. he's, uh, uh, he's so beautifully written, and it's a sad thing that uh, he, uh, th- that particular role didn't get him any more interesting roles, but he's uh, notoriously difficult to work with, I hear. That Mm -hmm. movie is interesting, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, because um, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer were like the the, uh, odd couple there, but uh, they both were uh, at like a fragile stage in their careers, so uh they uh, according to the director and the sc- screenwriter uh, Shane Black they behaved very uh, professionally during that movie because they wanted so much to have a comeback mm-hmm. uh and then number 1 is actually a comic book character uh whose name is Midnighter or the Midnighter who is a superhero mm-hmm. Uh, who was a part of a superhero team called The Authority, which is my favorite superhero team. Uh, and there are, there is a couple, a gay couple in that superhero team called Apollo and Midnighter. And they yeah. are kind of, uh, well, a homage to Batman and Superman. Yeah. Apollo is a Superman. He, is, uh, he gets his power from the sun and he's virtually like... Uh, He's, he can do anything. He can do everything Superman can do, and he's super powerful. And his boyfriend and husband is the Midnighter, who uh-huh. is uh, just a killing machine. He is programmed, like genetically altered, to be <clears throat> able... When he sees you, he instantly knows uh, 200 different ways of how to kill you. So he oh, is wow. just... A beautiful ballet of violence, and I love that character. There's one great storyline where he's sent back in time to kill Hitler. Uh-huh. So these are my top uh, three gay characters. I have my number one. Yes? I have my number one, and it's from a web series, so I hope that counts. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, I did a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> well, so my, my, my number one is a character okay. in... Did you ever hear of the TV series called Looking? No. Okay, so Looking was supposed to be 
um, this amazing TV series with these like four gay protagonists uh, living in San Francisco and it was supposed to be like the most real gay drama on TV. Uh, it was right. a HBO show. Uh, uh, and I did not like the show. Um, in fact, I was quite vocal about it on Twitter and Facebook when it first came out. Um, and I said the tagline for this show be should be um, four self-involved narcissists uh, sabotage their life and nothing happens. Um, and the only person you can remotely relate to in that show is the one who's older in Goose Feet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and by older, I mean he's in his 40s, which is an insult uh, right. to, to anyone above the age of 40. Um, so, so I really disliked that show, but there was a group of, of gay comedic actors who did a spoof of that show called Not Looking. Um, right. And I, I love it. And, and one of my favorite characters, my favorite current for this podcast is uh, the character of Danton, um, who is convinced that he's 27, um, uh, even though he's quite obviously in his early, mid to late 30s. Uh, and he's played by the fantastic Drew Drogi, um, who does the Chloe um, 70 oh, videos yeah, okay. that you don't yeah. understand. Um, <laughs> so, so his character is one of my favorites and I will watch him just constantly, um, he, in, in, in the second season, I think he goes through a character arc where he decides that he's straight now, but he's still incredibly gay. Um, that's there. That's my number one. That's my favorite. So I, right. I, I did that. I did the Sophie's choice. So it's now my turn to ask you a question about straightness. And oh, my question do. for you, it's a medical one. Right. Yeast infections. Oh, okay. How, how, do, how do straight men not get them? <laughs> what do you mean? Do gay men... Well, do because we're not, we're not putting it into something that, that you know, is a yeast breeding area. Like, I know, I know straight men get yeast infections. They get... They do, they, yeah. Have you ever had one from a lady? I haven't, but I've, you know, I've, uh, yeah, let's see. Are there tips and tricks? Not that I'm ever going to use it, but I just, I've just um, been thinking about it. I mean, I've it. heard about uh, us getting them as straight uh, heterosexuals. Is it like, uh, so ladies are encouraged to go pee after they have had the, the lations, if you will. Mm -hmm. yeah well we do the we also pee and uh, I wash my penis in the sink uh, I wash it in the sink or in the shower when I'm having a shower uh-huh and uh, I don't know I, I I seriously cannot answer that question I mean I guess it maybe I might have I mean so so it's more you're saying it's more common with gay men to get yeast infections no it's more common with straight men yeah well then well then it is we do get them and we just have to be we have to have good hygiene not to get it i mean so it's not it's but you're not, not saying that problem, somebody but it happens but you're not saying that somebody who has a yeast infection has bad hygiene 
I am saying that if you have a yeast infection, you sh- you probably have bad hygiene or should have washed better. But I'm not. I'm actually not. Uh, I'm not a specialist in that area. <laughs> I have. It hasn't happened to me. You're so not a specialist I, in Candida albicans. No, I was once for a long, uh, uh, a long time ago. I was kind of uh, dating a girl, and uh, she told me that she had suddenly had some yeast infection. So I went to the doctor to to have myself checked out, but I didn't have any. So. Do you know what um, the common maybe it's because the penis infection? is just on the outside and uh, it's easier, you know. Yeah, but stuff can still go down your urethra. That can happen, but... Your urethra, Franklin. You just have to eat a lot of yogurt. (laughs) Do you eat it or do you just put it on it? I I mean, eat eat it or eat like AB milk, which is kind of like sour milk. Because I always had this idea that you were supposed to put it on it. I think it doesn't hurt to put it on it, but I'm not sure if it... I mean, I I, I remember uh, a friend of mine, she had a yeast infection and she just ate a lot of yogurt and uh, AB milk uh, to pee out, pee out those, uh, whatever you call it, gertlar, uh, the positive germs. And um, so I remember when I had that scare of possibly having a yeast infection, I just ate a lot of yogurt and, uh, well, it didn't happen. So it's just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, you've take care my your question. dick. That's what I'm saying. You just have to take care of your dick. Take care of your dick. Treat yourself. Treat your dick like treat you treat your yourself. Your All dick right. is a part of yourself. Well, that brings us to our next segment, which is how, how to, to speak Australian. Australian. Do you have anything for me this week? Yes. Because what do you got? There, uh, tomorrow, while we're taping this, there is yep. uh, the... Annual slut walk in Reykjavik. It is, yes. Yeah, and the slut walk is, of course. Uh, well, you want to tell us what it is? Uh, it is. It is. Um, it is a celebration of not slut shaming people. Yes. Am I right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're living in an unfair society, and sometimes it happens that the woman is raped, and she is blamed for it because she dressed it a certain way or acted a certain way, which is a uh, bullshit. As uh, all intelligent people know, the rapist is always to blame because he is the one who does the raping. It is as simple as that. People who think otherwise are uh, subhuman idiots. Mm. Now. Uh, I'm gonna teach you the Icelandic word for slut. Okay. It's drusla. Oh, that's what I've been reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been seeing sluts everywhere. Yeah, drusla. Yeah. yeah. Drusla. And it's a lovely word, drusla. It has drusla. Uh, it has uh, some of the fun Icelandic sounds like u and t. Drusla. Uh, so, Drustla. Drustla. Yes. Perfect. Drustla. <laughs> oh, nice. It's nice. A, it's a cute word, really. Drustla. 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 It's very Drustla. Like, is that how you björk, say you're a very slut? Very björk friendly. Drustla. Is, is that how you say you're a slut? Thu ert drustla. Yes. 
Þú ert drusla. Drusla is an old word that means actually a rag or like a piece of clothing. Oh, that's uh, a, disgusting. A, yeah, but however, I, and here's uh, something I put on my uh, fan page, my Facebook page today. Do you know you uh, just said mine fan page, by the way? Uh, yes, I did. I was hoping for you not to uh, notice. notice that. Yeah, but it I happens. Did. Yes, because my English is not my first language, and I think it's a part of the charming uh, on podcast persona I have is uh, me talking uh, incorrectly. Is yes. it not? <laughs> now, <laughs> now uh, I once had a cat when I was a tiny little child living in Sweden. Mm-hmm. We had a cat called Drusla. Why did you call your cat Slot? Because back then, or at least not in my household, Drusla wasn't a bad word. We called her Drusla because it meant rag. It meant like a like a just piece of cloth, something. And she was called uh, that because that's what she looked like. She was just lying around like a piece like of a rag. rag doll, like a rag doll. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, hanging out, doing nothing, really. So her name was Drusla. Mm-hmm. And so that's my first kind of understanding of the word. If I ever have a cat again, I might just call her Drusla. <coughs> uh, so I, ro- I did this little comic story about Drusla, like a tribute to her and also uh, to the slut walk, which you can find on my Facebook or on mine Facebook page yeah. uh, today. Well, I am glad I now know Drusla. I have I have a few for you. Yes. I have a few. Uh, okay, so um, one that uh, should uh, I should have taught you a long time ago. So you know when you buy beer. Yes. And you and can have. I know a, when I buy beer. And you have a six pack. Yes. And you have a tw- uh, like uh, I, they do ten packs here, don't they? They do ten. Uh, don't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ten packs. In Australia, we have a 24 pack because it's of 6, 12, 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's called a slab. A slab. Like yes. a slab of beef. A slab. Just... So, oh, we're just going to go get a slab. Oh, I love it. A slab. A slab. A I slab like is, that word. Slab. A slab is 24 beers. <laughs> it's a unit of measurement. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> So come on over, we've got a slab, which basically oh, means... Oh, I can't. I, 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 I'm cutting gluten out of my diet. But yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah, enjoy yeah, yourself yeah. with your slab and slats slab. and sluts and drusslas. So, and, and this is this is the... Um, I'm going to call this the bogan uh, experience. So a slab is... And you know what a bogan is. Bogan is like uh, uh, Australian hillbilly. I actually have, yes... I have a, a dictionary description for you uh, okay. right now. So, Bogan, redneck, an uncultured person. According mm-hmm. to the Australian show Bogan Hunters, we have a show where they hunt them. Um, where they hunt real... Bogans? Yes. They go to find the most Bogan Bogan in Australia. Uh, <laughs> a real Bogan sports flannel. Oh, so, put, so, put like a stick and a cardboard box and a slab of beer underneath. <laughs> And that's how they hunt them. But also, a bogan usually wears flannel. Mm-hmm. This is a big experience for you. Flannel 
is is you know flannel there's the yeah. kind of yeah so it's called we call it flannel um yeah. they usually have a mullet yeah uh they're usually the missing teeth mm-hmm. they have homemade tattoos and always always of the australian flag or the southern cross do you know the southern cross I do not know the Southern Cross. It is a star constellation. We will put it on our Facebook uh, later today. A star constellation uh, that looks like a cross with an extra little dot in it. And it's only visible from the Southern Hemisphere, predominantly Australia. And so is it, is it the Australian equivalent of the, um, whatever you call it, the red cross flag there in America? Uh, the hillbilly flag? Yeah, the red yeah, flag. the, the um, confederacy. The confederacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is like, if somebody has a southern cross tattoo, they're probably a racist. Yeah, um, yeah. And they have an, an excess of Australia paraphernalia, so they've got lots of stuff. Um, they, they, they love... Um, like uh, joining together and doing burnouts. Do you know what a burnout is? Uh, well, in America, it's a uh, stoner. Uh, no, in Australia, a burnout is when you get in your car and you make it go round in circles and make marks on the ground in a circle. Oh, yeah, that's a very classy thing to do. It's, it's a burnout or a donut. <laughs> you Australians <laughs> and then one last one I'll teach you this week is is if you um, are wanting to know if somebody means something for real like you know for, like we would say seriously oh, seriously uh-huh. so in Australia you say fair dinkum fair dinkum fair dinkum yeah fair dinkum Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. Or like, you know, you could, you could use it not as a question as well. You know, instead of saying, seriously, I'm telling you this, you go, fair dinkum. This definitely yeah. happened. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum? Yeah. <laughs> What's beautiful? It's beautiful. But that brings us to the next one, which is the Ants the Ant Agony. Agony. And I have a whole list. Uh-huh. I have a whole list. Okay. All right, are you ready for this? Right. So this is where we give advice. Um, so the first piece of advice comes from an Icelandic person. Um, uh, I won't name them for uh, legal purposes. Good, good. And they we, are want asked... pe- we want people to trust us in the yes. ends of agony. So the question is, is it common courtesy to kiss somebody after they give you a rim job? Oh. <laughs> now, what is your answer to this question? I think common, yes. Common, common, because because but, uh, if you've let somebody, here's it's it's kind of like a you've you've dug your own grave situation. If you let someone go down there and you weren't clean, you deserve them to kiss you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. You deserve. Okay. Because so... apart from apart from once it's clean down there. It's just an orifice. If shit has not gone through it just beforehand, it's clean. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It well, is just I, would, a... I would think so. I mean, if the person is licking your ass, you—it's just—it's uh, hypocritical if not to kiss the person. Yeah. Afterwards, you know, and you know, it's all—it's all, it's all uh, self-cleaning anyway. You know, except for the ass, right? I don't know. Um, 
fuck no no there's there's nothing true about know. what you just said <laughs> i don't know why are we talking about something about licking ass <laughs> wow. it must be australia all right okay so next one next one next one which team do you play for on pokemon go oh well I am staying away from that heroin. Mm -hmm. That heroin shot, that syringe. I mean, come on. I have discovered a whole new uh, level of, uh, of, of enjoyment from Pokemon Go. Um, and that is, I have become a, and I've created this hashtag, hashtag Pokemon Go Watcher. Mm -hmm. So I like to take videos of people who are playing Pokemon Go and I put right. them on the internet. And Bilkia the other day spotted a nest. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yes. I mean, I think Pokemon is a beautiful thing. I, 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 it's always been fascinating. I was once kind of taking care of this autistic kid who was uh, who was obsessed with Pokemon. I love, so I, got, I love that. That's the introduction to Pokemon for you. Oh, autistic <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, and so I got to know a lot of the monsters. I once, when I was in art school, I made a, like a video piece out of. Uh, out of a scene from the first Pokemon movie, so it has a, a special, not a big place in my heart, but a special place in my heart. Now, uh, and here is the thing, uh, me being a geek and a lover of all sorts of pop culture in that area, with the monsters and the superpowers and everything, I try to uh, at least get to know everything that's out there. Mm -hmm. And I knew from early on this was not for me. First of all, it was... Uh, a bit too simple for me. Uh, the characters and the whole whole world. I mean, there are probably some nerds out there that, who disagree uh, furiously, and they have every every right to, and they're probably correct because they have actually spent time on the Pokemons. But mm -hmm. I, but it's but being a nerd with all, and especially now in what we call the nerd spring. You have to pick and choose what you're going to focus on, unless, uh, or else you won't have a, a life or, or time to do your actual job. I thought it so, was the nerd renaissance. N n yeah, the nerdissance? Nerdissance, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nerdissance is, is good. Geek Spring, I think, is a more cuter. But uh, uh -huh. you can call it what Geek you Geek Spring, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I, I mean, if I have nothing to do, I will probably do go get that app and see what it's about. But I have stuff to do, so I won't. Yeah. So I don't I, have any level. And with this question, I'm going to flat out say I, I do not know the answer to this question because I am too busy making a career. <laughs> that didn't sound condescending at all. <laughs> I'm too busy making a career, you entitled piece of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, final question. This is a really serious one. Uh oh. Okay. Do you remember the 90s and the early 2000s? I do, yes, because I didn't take drugs back then. Oh, good for you. I did. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so the question is this is this is a tough one. This is the Sophie's Choice of this episode. <gasps> Another Sophie's choice? Another I mean, how, how many choices can there be? How many children must there be sent off to a concentration camp? Yeah. 
So yes. The truth, the truth, so you have live from Berlin. Live. From <laughs> 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 so you've got Backstreet Boys or In Sync. Oh. oh, this is easy. Is this it is so easy? Yeah, Backstreet Boys all the fucking way. Why? Because they have catchier songs. They have, they are, yeah, they have catchier songs. They have more fun songs. I I can only remember Bye Bye with NSYNC. Bye Bye Bye. Bye Bye Bye. Which is a nice song, but I mean, Backstreet Boys has, you know, Backstreet's Back. All right. All right. They, ha they have Everybody. all you people. Can't you see? Can't you see how, how your you world's affecting your reality. your reality? And they have I want, want it that way. way. Tell me why. And they Ain't have nothing. Uh, yeah. They have, I don't care who you are, don't what, care what you, you did, do. where you mean, as long as, as you, you love, love me. You're right, you're right. Quit playing games with my with heart, my heart. playing games with my, my heart. heart. They can go on and on. They have all the songs. Wow, you just did like an infomercial for their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my boys. Backstreet Boys. You've actually sold me because I just realized all I know is Bye 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 by NSYNC and then everything oh. else is Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, and there's a reason because Justin Timberlake, uh, he left the band and so and then there was no NSYNC. Just like Beyonce, nobody remembers Destiny's Child. Right. And uh, if, I mean, the, the thing with Backstreet Boys, there was no Justin. They're all kind of equal. Yeah. It, it, back when Justin had his Jufro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. I think. Because you're a minority. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, should, you should chat more carefully. When you can't always use that. I'm allowed to say it. I'm a minority. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work on anything. Everything. It's true. All right. So we've answered our questions. So now this is the moment of truth that I've been dreading. This is time for the update on Operation... Sex God. Well, I was How's hoping you would. Uh, I actually, uh, I was supposed to update last Sunday mm -hmm. uh, on my chart, but I haven't been in the close to a uh, bath scale, so yeah. I have no idea what my weight is. But you could probably get afraid, one real cheap. I yeah. am afraid that I might have gone up in weight because we are in Germany. I am in yeah. Germany, and there are many beers in Germany. And they're cheaper than food. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, more than once people have just handed me beers, and I don't want to be impolite. I don't want to be the guy who says, No, I'm actually quit drinking beer. Because uh, <laughs> I am uh, in, deep inside. Deep inside, I'm a sad, lonely geek who wants to be popular, and I don't want to be, uh, you know, risk that. By the way, that voice was everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been doing. I've. I've. Uh, I've been doing a lot of bicycling. Uh huh. Biking around uh, town, like crazy. My mm. kilo kilometer uh, up has just been skyrocketed, and uh, I actually went for a run yesterday, and I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. I'm gonna try to do it every other day. I might even go to go for every day if I get to that, but you know. Wow. So I'm being extra hard on myself <clears throat> because of the fact that I'm pretty worried that I might have ruined some of the momentum with being in Germany. 
Yeah, and what about your training for the marathon? Uh, well, that's part of it. So uh, I ran six kilometers yesterday. You did? Yeah. <gasps> nice. With like walking in between, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Mo like eighty percent running. Well, this is this is a big day for me, because this is um, I've decided that until the marathon, I'm going completely booze free. I am proud of you, Jonathan. And it just started today. Oh, difficult times ahead, boy. This is this is day one, and I don't remember the last day I didn't at least have just one beer, um, which is probably a good hard look in the mirror at myself. Um, so yeah, it's. But the thing with quitting beer is, uh, you know, if you quit beer for three days and then have one, one is all you need. I mean, I think beer drinking is kind of, you need to do it like regularly be, to kind of handle it. Because mm -hmm. if you take a break from beer drinking and then come back, suddenly beer seems a lot heavier. Yeah, but I just really want to see how I go with this because I'm also about to enter a really busy month as well. So I need to be on it. I need to, mm -hmm. I've, because Pride is happening in two weeks. Right. And during the Pride week, I have the opening ceremony I'm working on. I have the drag sugar, which is the drag show that I'm hosting, and they want me to do it in drag. Uh, right. And I, I have uh, my own show, Australiana. Um, you're going to miss all of this wonderful I'm gonna, stuff. Yeah, but uh, when does the gay pride begin? It begins the week of the 2nd of August. Oh, really? That's early? When it's is in two actual, weeks. When, when is, what day is the actual uh, parade? The parade is Saturday the 6th. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I'm missing the whole thing, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, and then you're back the next week. Yeah, then I'm finally back. Because you and I have a reprisal of Australia. Yeah, we have... The, is it the 9th? He said 10th, and oh. that's Wednesday. Oh, we need to talk about this off air because yeah. I thought, yeah. <laughs> you might, so you're doing Minority Report on the 10th? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. So I might just do, I might just do something on the 10th at the same time. No, I can't do that. At the bar below where we're but doing Minority of, yeah, Report. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's not good. No. We might we might just have to skip the tenth. Then yeah, there's an Australia so. on the seventh of September. That's the only Australia we have. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. Well we should have talked about this off air, but we didn't We should so. have, but we did it but, here so people get to see the, the ins and outs of how we work. Yep. Uh but we are doing a couple of uh ha ha voda fintis in August. Yeah. Oh, so you've got one on, on the 18th? The 11th, that's right. The 11th is the the haha for the fintith. I was a day out because I thought I thought haha for the fintith was the the Wednesday, it's the Thursday, so that's totally fine. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. Dude, I totally miss you. The I miss you too. Have I you actually gone? I miss yeah. I miss you. It's it, I I've been listening to a lot of Kelly Clarkson late lately. Since yeah. you've been gone. 
I'm glad I'm glad uh, you you're listening to it and 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 uh, thinking about me while crying in your fetal position. <laughs> I think the title for this show should be The Painting Boy Cries. Yeah, yeah. The cry of the painting boy. Cry of the painting boy. I think do you have anything meaningful? Yes, I actually have. What is it? Something meaningful today is the fact that I feel like even if I did keep my cool uh, a bit, I feel like when I told that motherfucker uh, uh, from Bernheim to go fuck himself here on mm. our show, that mm-hmm. I did it in an uh, unclassy way. Because I have this thing, this whole mantra, where am I, I'm trying not to hate people. Uh-huh. Because uh, if you hate people, you're going to turn into a bitch. And if you live like a bitch, you're going to die like a bitch. Yeah, I don't want to die like no bitch. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm thinking uh, uh, that uh, it's just, it's just, I have this story where, um, you know, I, I still can't, I don't hate that guy. I just hate what he stands for, the, that uh, the bouncer. He mm. is. He has been. He he doesn't know what he does, like Jesus said about the Romans. Now uh, I was. Uh, I, I accidentally compared myself to Jesus. There, that wasn't. Uh, yes. <laughs> it happens all the time, John. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you know, I was once, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, sitting at Sundhöllin, which is a swimming pool in Reykjavik. I was mm-hmm. sitting in one of the hot tubs. There is a, there is a bubbly hot tub and then a really hot hot tub. I was sitting in the bubbly hot tub, which I love doing. But there is one, um, you know, thing about the Icelandic hot tubs. It's uh, it's very common that it's filled by old people who talk very loudly about politics, or uh, slightly younger people who talk very loudly about themselves, because that's where people go to talk. And yes. while I was sitting in the bubbly hot tub, a really annoying guy was talking about himself. Uh, no, there was a like a no, yeah, there was a, an old guy talking about politics, and he was talking about really just uh, annoying things. He was uh, very old-fashioned, should we say, uh, also known as racist or uh-huh. homophobic. A bogan. Yeah, a bogan. So I was just oh, I can't handle this. I don't want to listen to it. So I tried to put this kind of. Uh, to put my ears below the water, which I usually mm-hmm. do when this happens, but his voice was so squeaky that I still hear, heard what he was saying. So I look over to the hot, hot tub to see if there are more, uh, I mean, uh, quiet people there. And there I see an American sitting, mm-hmm. eating an apple in the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, and, he's, and he's obviously talking about himself. So I'm thinking, oh God, so I have to pick between the American talking about himself or the annoying Icelander being really just wrong about everything. Uh, and I try this thing. Okay, I'm not going to hate that American out of, you know, just straight away. I'm, I'm going to try to love him. So I just stare mm-hmm. at him try to, and try to love him. <laughs> yep. And then I go, okay, I'm going over. So I went to there while, you know, expecting the worst. And I... He, I land in the middle of a conversation he ha- he's having with a British couple. And he's talking about his job, which is he's a male escort. Mm-hmm. He's a male escort traveling in Iceland. And tonight he was, uh, he's going to an Icelandic uh, high-class sex party with rich people. 
right. uh, where he is expected to be pegged and stuff. And he said, To be said what? Pegged. What does that mean? Pegging? You don't know yeah. what pegging means? Nope. That means when somebody fucks you on your ass with a strap on. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it's probably well, it's a straight thing, obviously, because a woman yes. usually does it to a man. Yes. Uh, and uh, then, so he he said he actually said uh, it. You need uh, to have a lot of trust to have someone enter you like that. Uh-huh. And I was, I just thought, oh my god, I was so wrong. This is the most interesting character in the whole swimming pool. I should have gone straight away to the hot tub. And the lesson here is, don't just don't immediately hate people. Try to mm-hmm. love them and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But still, fuck that guy from Bernheim. <laughs> Oh my god. I have nothing meaningful to say this week at all. Except I would say to people, call your mother. Just call her. Fair dinkum, call your mother. Fair dinkum, call your mother. This has been Australia. We are every week on the internet. We are still trying to get it on iTunes, uh, but uh, you can find it through Nutimin uh, at the moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've already advertised the Minority Report, and you're going to be back in like two or three weeks, yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, keep your eyes open for uh, my books. There is one uh, great book. Uh, great, I'm saying great as in it's big. Is the like physically the biggest book I've ever done is coming uh, next month. It's called Where Is God. Oh, it's and like, I've seen, I've it's seen like pictures. It's like Westworld, but you have to look for God. You have to look for God. It is amazing. You've shown me some pictures. I have, I, I, God is tough to find. He's tough to find. He is. Um, he's, he's tough. We won't give anything away. Uh, that has been Australia. Thank you so much. Fleiri skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is Takk fyrir að hlusta.